All right, it's July 27th, and this is another episode of Headliners. Today we're talking about Comic-Con trailer wrap-up, uh, a Ryan Reynolds reboot project, and we're upset about James Gunn. Today is just me and Dave. Uh, Jimmy had to go cover a Yankees emergency, so we're just going to be on our own. Let's get into it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell the truth. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. Woo! There we go. <laughs> awesome intro music. Oh, yeah. I get... <laughs> Uh, a friend of mine told me, he's like, listen, man, could you change your music because it blows out my speakers in the car? Oh, I love our intro music. I love it, too. I made it, my, I made it from scratch. Well, yeah, you made it, but I, yeah. I really like it. I didn't realize how heavy the bass was in a car, though. It's like, it's, it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's crazy. Okay, this weekend's box office, Jimmy, I'm sorry he's not here because he would love it. There was five <laughs> sequels. Bing, bang, boom. Equalizer uh, 2, Mamma Mia 2, Hotel Transylvania 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is Ant-Man 2, Incredibles 2. That's just great. This Gotta sad. love original <laughs> movies. Hollywood sucks, man. No, but. I mean, this is the summer. You guys hate this more than I do. I feel like this is... We, we get these now so that we can have our good original films in the fall and winter. But you know what, though? It's, the it's all Equalizer, Equalizer 2... Um, Won the box office this weekend uh, with thirty-six million dollars. Yeah, it's not even that's that much. N- that's nothing. We a month ago, the opening weekend was about upwards of a hundred, and the average <coughs> was about like fifty-five. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, this is kind of a, a low point. I'm pretty sure this weekend it's going to blow up though. With a uh, Mission, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Maybe. I'm really fucking hyped for that. Everyone I know is. Oh, I'm sure people will see it, but. I'd say I'm. I'm gonna go on record and say it's gonna get fifty-one. Yeah. yeah this 51. is the first critically acclaimed Mission Impossible. Like not Rotten t- Tomatoes, like actual Metacritic. Well, that's that's different. That's good. Yeah. Which but is, yeah, it can be critically acclaimed. It doesn't mean people are gonna go out and see it. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna guess seventy-eight. Okay, that's a big difference. Yeah, wide range. Let's see. You're probably right, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this week we're going to go right in the trailers because it's a huge week because San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con happened. Dumped a lot of great stuff on the internet. This The first one you wrote down was the Glass trailer, which I admit I did not see yet because I have not seen Split and I refuse to watch it until I get the whole story. Okay, so. you should definitely go see Split immediately after we finish recording. I want but to. Yep. A spoiler-free just review of this trailer is it looks fucking amazing. It looks... I mean, Jane, James McAvoy is... Probably top 15, 20 actors in Hollywood right now. He, yeah. And he's, he's acting his ass out of it, and so is Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. It's nice to see Bruce Willis actually give a fuck again. It's been a while. It, yeah, it's been maybe 15, 20 years. What was the last one he cared about? Sixth Sense? Maybe, yeah. What came out first, Sixth Sense or Unbreakable? Good question. Uh, I want to say six cents actually. So then, unbreakable was the last one. Now I feel yeah, like was. I saw him give a fucking ran myself in a circle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So 
it's just great to see him act. Because when he acts, he actually is great. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. I know. All right, moving on. Next one up is Shazam. So this, I think we've spoken about it on air before. The, there's been a few pictures released from the movie. It hasn't looked that great, those pictures. But for those of you at home, if you don't know what Shazam is, it's a DC comic about a boy who is given the ability to become a Superman-esque superhero by saying the word Shazam. And it's super corny, super lighthearted, and this might be my favorite thing coming out of DCU. Agreed. Um, After seeing the set photos, I was like, I I have no idea. I had no idea what Shazam was. I but I saw this goofy ass photo of a guy with red red suit with a giant yellow lightning bolt. I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking look you could find. Because I also like a lot of these comic book like heroes, uh, their costumes are really stupid looking, but they adapt them for the modern day movies. They didn't even attempt that with this one. So I was originally I was like, well, this is stupid as fuck, and DC is just dying. <laughs> after after watching it though, it looks like a great time. It's it, a very self-aware movie. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's it, what the character is. He, he's a kid who like grew up loving superheroes and then gets mm-hmm. the ability to be Superman, his favorite superhero. There's a, there's a scene where he's uh, charging everyone's phone by like zapping it with his finger. Just, oh, yeah. just simple shit like that. It makes you laugh. He blew an old man's phone up. It's like, mm. your phone is charged, you your phone is him, charged, your phone is charged. You see him save a convenience store, and then he walks out just carrying a ton of like candy and soda. And you can tell he's just having a great time being a hero, which no hero in the DCU universe feels that way so far. No. And he walks by a hot chick. He says, yeah, I'm a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no shit, man. You're wearing a big, big yellow lightning bolt in your chest. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited for, for it. Next one up is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This is a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. I I don't think we've actually spoken about Godzilla. Did you like that when that came out? I did. Uh, I did it as far as Godzilla movies go, for sure. Yeah, so I, I grew up a pretty big Godzilla fan of, like, the really? original Japanese ones. And yeah. I I was, uh, well, like, obviously the American version, but, like, the original really shitty, it's clearly a guy in a rubber suit ones. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I just haven't heard anyone say, I grew up a really big fan of the Japanese shitty movies. Well, no, I mean, I I, meant it big like fan is probably not the right words. But I, <laughs> I, I love them. They're cheesy, fun movies. And for the 2014 one, I, I didn't like it when it first came out, but I've come to like it, like, since then. Because I, That's I got, one with Brian Cranston, right? We, all the marketing was like, Brian Cranston's the main lead, and then he dies he was 25 in minutes in it. Yeah, and so that threw me off, and I couldn't enjoy it. Because they're be- coming off the heels of uh, Breaking Bad, and they were just like doing a bait and switch. I, oh, yeah. I respect that. In hindsight, I respect it. I was pissed at the time. Oh, for sure. But I- I'm really excited about this. This is the first American Godzilla movie where they've actually gotten the rights to use other monsters besides Godzilla. How many of these monsters are there? Like, I-, I heard there's 23, like a billion. 24. And then in the That's trailer, you see. Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, and apparently there's like an online game. You know how they do those for like the Cloverfield movies? Yeah. There's one for this that's hinting at other monsters might be in it too, which could be cool. And you know King Kong's gonna have a cameo. Yeah. My issue with that with the trailer, I have I have two issues with the trailer. Uh, it's very cheesy. I mean, points aside, I'm still gonna I'm excited to see it because it's Godzilla and it's gonna be good. 
Um, they, they, it's, it's so cheesy. They say, all right, well, the we're, the earth is, is decided that we're a virus and it's, it's going to contain itself and it's come to give us, make an extinction level event for humans. And they know this because the Titans, how do they know that these Titans exist and how do they know where they are? And I, if they have to, they have to find all the Titans. If they're like the size of a fucking skyscraper, how hard is it to find and how have you not killed them already? And, or how have they not already like eaten you? I don't know. Well, that's been the backstory for the last two movies. I know. It was that company that knew, like, Godzilla's been around. It's the same company from Kong Skull Island. It's one of those, like, the suspension of disbelief, you have to get into it, and it just comes with the territory of a Godzilla movie. I know. Yes. And I just think the monster designs are so beautiful in this. Mothra, when when she's coming out of the waterfall and her wings spread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My second point... Yeah. Is you could change the title sequence, slap on Stranger Things three, and it's the same thing. No. Yes. You, you're just Millie saying Bobby that because Eleven's in it. Well, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is apparently only capable of playing Eleven, and also the monster looks just like from the Upside Down, the three headed dragon. A little bit that. that. It, it does. It but does. that's been a monster and way they, before and, Stranger Things copied that. Not but though they, sh- they show it like as a profile through a clear, uh, w- yeah. which is exactly what they did for the upside down. They had the, sh- the profiles everywhere. It was just, I'm just saying, visually, it was identical to Stranger Things 3, I would imagine. Fair. All right, I can't knock that. Yeah. One thing I did love about this trailer, though, and you don't see this in monster movies hardly ever, is that if it was a different, if it wasn't, I can't even put this in the words. I feel like if it was somebody else making this Godzilla movie, they would make these monsters more grotesque and fearsome. Where mm-hmm. in this, they kind of gave it a... There was like a holiness to it. They put the god in these monsters. Okay. They, they How the music was cued to showing them and everything, it felt like these beings were here before us and they'll be after us and these are... Like, they could wipe out humanity in the blink of an eye. They don't even care about us. They're just dealing with each other. Yeah, that, no, that, That's just, like, an interesting take on it. You don't see that it in is. monster movies. No, I, I agree with you. I, I like how they're not just making, like, the big scary monster. It actually has purpose behind it. Yeah. Yeah. You like to see that. For sure. All right, moving uh, on, though. We got, can I say, Alita Battle Angel? Yeah. This next one. Before you say anything, mm-hmm. anyone listening at home who hasn't seen the trailer, imagine... Uh, Three movies put together. You get The Matrix, you got uh, Blade Runner, and you got Pinocchio. <laughs> there it is. That's all it is. That, that's pretty close. I I have no idea if this movie is going to be good or not. I know not this was um, James Cameron's like pre- project he wanted to make for 20 years and was waiting for CGI to c- catch up so he could make it. Uh, but he said that for like the last three movies he's made. Fuck you. To say, All to, I'm going to say, say though, that this, this trailer to looks... That, to, to say that yeah, I'm waiting for the technology to catch up, that's fuck you. You, If you can't imagine it and figure out how to use to do it in the day, like in your time, you, you yeah. haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's just such a, like a cheap I throwaway line. I, I do know there's been interviews since the 90s, though, that said like when he bought the rights to it, that says it's his favorite graphic novel and he wants to make it. But um, this trailer... Thousand times yep. better than the first one they released back in December. I have mm-hmm. no idea if the movie will be good, but like it, this looks like something I'll go see now. I, it yeah. might be a bad movie, but it'll be fun to go see it. 
All right, uh, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but I will say one last note. Um, I find it interesting that the lead is is Christoph Waltz because do you remember the movie Big Eyes? No. He played a uh, art dealer who whose whose wife painted these these characters with huge eyes, and he became very very famous, but no one would buy a woman's art. So he was saying it was his, and he lied, and he took the lie, and he made he, he basically made a lot of money, and then he left his wife and all the thing. But the fact that this character has a like daughter thing, it's a, a thing with big eyes, and looks just like the fucking paintings from a different movie entirely. It crosses my wires, and I don't like it. <laughs> okay, just all right, saying. moving on. We got another DCU trailer, Aquaman, and. This is, gave me the exact opposite feeling of Shazam. This is going to be so bad. Yep. I mean, that's like, all I have to say about that was yeah. like, it, and it's it such doesn't a shame. look good. I'm one of the people who I didn't think Justice League was as bad as people. It wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as I felt people were making it out to be. And a large part of that was because I loved him as Aquaman in it. And now it looks like he gets a horrible movie. That's one of those things where a uh, supporting actor uh, does a great job. He cannot lead. I don't even. He was still my favorite part of this trailer. It's just everything else looked horrible. I don't know. I I I don't. He's too. He's too like kitschy with his lines. I don't know. I mean, it's Aquaman. You kind of have to be a little kitschy with your lines. I know, but don't if you 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 can do that, but don't make your world so serious around you. Yeah, fair. Maybe maybe it was. I've heard there was additional footage shown at Comic Con, which blew the trailer out of the water. And, like, all the reports I read were they should have shown that footage as the trailer and not this. Maybe. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, who knows. Next Ten. up is mid-90s Jonah Hill's directorial debut, which is another A24. We love them. We do. Film about Stevie, a 13-year-old boy in, 19, in like, mid-1990s era L.A., who spends his summer navigating between his troubled home life and a new group of friends he meets at the skate shop. I got major Ladybird vibes from this. I think this is going to be this year's Ladybird. Well, I had the same actor in it. Who? The uh, the gay boyfriend. Is he in? Oh, I didn't even realize he's that. A, he's the brother. He's the this older brother. Just, it very much reminded me of a coming of age story, written and directed by someone who's not like their first time with A twenty four coming yeah. out around the same time Ladybird came out. I think it, I think it could be okay, but uh, I don't know. I Jonah Hill has to wow me. Oh, like, I'm a huge has, Jonah Hill fan. Yeah, I know I am too. But this, the, I know he's also he can be a uh, an insecure douchebag. Can he? I've never seen he, that side. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean you haven't seen that side? Are you shitting me? From what? I've literally never. Every time I've like read things about people meeting him or anything, he's always been like the nicest person in the world. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not. I don't want to get into my feelings about him but he is i i get a vibe off him that he he tries to be the artistic man when he really all he is is the nice stoner guy okay i don't get that but yeah we'll okay. see this the trailer looked really good i loved how part of it was in fish islands which was huge in like the mid-90s music videos and skate videos and also the whole trailer was done in a uh, a square frame like a 90s tv yeah apparently the whole thing was shot with like 90s film it's like, awesome. that, that type uh, I, of yeah, it had. I, I I have I have hopes of this one being a decent movie. So I'm saying, yeah. Jonas, this could be this is Jonah Hill's make or break moment for me, and I hope he knows that. I'm sure he's worried. He's about make or break for you. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the, this one more. Uh, I think yeah. we're alone now. This Just looks a teaser good. trailer. 
Yes, Just the teaser does. trailer. So it's starring Peter Dinklage. He's the only person you see in the trailer, but Dell is alone in the world, literally. After the human race is wiped out, he lives in a small empty town, methodically going from house to house, collecting batteries and other useful items, and burying the dead he finds. He dines alone, reads, watches movies, and shoves books in the local library he's made his home. He's content in his solitude until he discovers Grace, played by El Fanning, uh, an interloper on his quiet earth. Her history and motives are obscure, and worse yet, she wants to stay. This sounds fantastic. Great. It's going to be a moody, dark, slow character piece, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I it, watching this this teaser trailer is a, is a is a must watch. You have to go see this. And I I, I don't know. I, Peter Dinklage is amazing. I uh, I hope this gives him his the movie recognition he deserves because he hasn't really broken into movies. I know, which is a shame. His work in both of the, uh, the Death at a Funerals was just incredible. I don't think I saw the second one. Well, the, it was a remake. You, oh. Did you see the first one? With I black... saw the American one. Yeah, the the yeah, all the black actors did that one. Yeah, it was a it was a remake of the English version, which came out like four years earlier or five, mm-hmm. and it was everyone the entire cast was different except for Peter Dinklage, <laughs> which he was great. I also Fantastic. liked him in X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. But it was more he, of a side bit role. I think he was he was really good in uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. But he hasn't he, led a movie yet, and I'm pumped for him to no. lead a movie. And he, he says that he, he would only take a, a role if it was meant for a full-size person. He's done, aside from Elf, he's done doing the... Uh, and the, Tyrion. The, the mid role. Yeah, but it, they... Tyrion, he's he was written to be a dwarf or or whatever, but he, um, the character is not written that way. I mean, he, he's he is. I mean, he is, he is, but I mean, it's like it's, the it's first, a good the first it's season, a good portrayal of a dwarf, though. It, it shows the first, that the first complex season, characters. The first season of Game of Thrones, he was like, yes, the whole thing was he was the the midget or the dwarf brother, but no. since then he's just taken his own role. He's he he led yes. the kingdom. He, he Which, defended everything. I got to give credit to the show for because I'm I'm rereading the books now and I'm on the last one and it's still very much about him being a dwarf in some parts. Where the fuck do you find time to read books? I don't I, get. I it. listen to Good the audio. You. I listen to the audio books and I run. Okay, there you go. That makes more sense to me. All right, but this next one we don't really have to talk about too much. Wait, one, la- I just one want- last thing. One last yeah. thing. I want. Can we sneak Jimmy? If you're listening, please. At the end of this episode, I want you to put the song instead of our like outro. Put I think we're alone now, that song, because okay. I was kind of hoping uh, when you clicked on the trailer, I was like, I hope this is like the undertone like song, mm-hmm. wrong wrong tone for the yeah. the trailer, but it would have been very nice. So oh, Jimmy, maybe it'll that pop in up the in the movie though. I hope it does. <laughs> All right, this last one we don't have to talk about too much. It's just an extended trailer for Christopher Robin, but I've decided this movie is gonna make me cry when they're on the train at the end. And Pooh Bear is just playing the game where he says what he sees. And Christopher Robin says, can you just do that quietly as he's trying to work? And Pooh just goes, car, <laughs> tree, house, in a stage whisper. I, it, like, I couldn't help but smile. I'm so excited for this Winnie the Pooh sequel. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> oh, you, bother. You, you, you sneak this, this trailer into like every other episode. It's great. I love it. I know you do. It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. All right, let's move on to things worth mentioning but not worth discussing. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> came out 
today, I think. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is reportedly making a Home Alone remake, but it will be a stoner comedy called Stone Alone. I, I was am... ready to hate this until I read the actual description. It looks and... good. Oh, it's yeah. his, his buddy to go out for a ski trip or whatever and leave him behind, so he just gets baked uh, by himself, and he goes way too high or gets paranoid, and he thinks someone's breaking the house, but, whoa, someone's actually breaking into the house. It's great. I really hope they get Macaulay Culkin as one of the burglars. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, as one of the guys breaking in? Yes. Yeah, no, that'd be great. That would be perfect. Ideal. Mm-hmm. No chance he does it, but... I don't know. He, he plays, uh, he has a band now that he plays in Brooklyn all the time. Yeah, no, it, it's a pizza cover band. I know. I want to go see them. I've watched YouTube clips. They're horrible. They're dis- they're disturbingly bad. Oh, yeah. All right. Don't support mo- him. <laughs> Moving on. Chris Hardwick is going to return to AMC's Talking Dead and Talking with Chris Hardwick following the investigation into his alleged emotional and physical abuse of his ex-girlfriend. This is a tough one. I mean, um, when it came out, I was on her side, but since then... Old text messages have leaked that directly disprove what she has said, and every single other one of his long-term girlfriends that he's ever had in his life has come out in support of him. Yeah. I've been avoiding talking about this one on, on this show because we just don't know where, where it lies because it's been so wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. He said, she says, but it, it looks like the dust is settling, and it looks like he's coming out in the, in the right. So that's good. Yes. I hope his podcast returns. I really like that. I've yeah. never even listened to it or watched the show, but I am I'm a cappy for him. Yeah, I don't watch his shows, but I he has a very interesting and good interview style where he yeah. just sits down and it's always for at least an hour with the people and they start talking and they just randomly come in at a certain point and like he'll cut a intro before that. So the interviewee is already calm and like they just feel like they're having a conversation with him. It's never like direct questions about the project they're promoting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you should check out some of his interviews. They're good. I probably will. All right, the uh, the first victim of the Sasha Baron Cohen show um, is it, who who is America? Uh, it's George. It's no, it's not George. It's uh, it's a Georgia, <laughs> Georgia State, State rep. <laughs> it's Georgia State rep Jason Spencer. He uh, on camera on his show he, he yelled uh, yelled the N word and pulled down his pants, shouting that if his bare ass touches you, you'll turn gay. Uh, so I'm shocked that he decided to resign. There's also a clip of him miming, cutting off a dick. It's really a sausage. Screaming, sand and bomb, and taking a bite of it and saying, we're going to kill you and turn you gay. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense about why anyone would do these things. What I lo- Have you watched these episodes? Yes. I, 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 I watched the first one. I, I've seen the clips of this one. I'm, I'm going to watch it later. They're so good in that... They also include people who don't fall for the tricks. Like in the first episode, he tries to get people to endorse giving children guns, and there's the Republican one guy. senator who says, one guy no, I'm, I'm not going to endorse says, giving I, kids guns and, guns, and no senator is just going to hear this and do it. And then they cut to senator, senators doing four, it. Four senators doing it. Yeah, he said that, like, so you're going to come in here and ask me to endorse a bill just based on the name alone? That doesn't happen. And Bam, 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 bam. Four guys were like, just, yeah, I endorse it. But that shows, too, that, yes, he is tricking these people, but it's more just letting them be themselves. Because they're, and I also felt both Bernie Sanders and Dick Cheney, 
didn't come off as horrible as anyone else in these shows. Because, they came off great, actually. Yeah. I mean, Dick Cheney, not so much. He ranked the wars that he, like, his favorite wars that he started. But. <laughs> well, I mean. He, d- he did it tongue in cheekly. Like, he knew there was something off about it, and he didn't put, like, you would expect someone to play into it and shout end bombs or anything. And a yes. smart, intelligent politician knows how to just finish, wrap up this interview and, like, end it as quick as possible. And that's what both Cheney and I- Bernie have done. I don't even think you – I think given too much credit. You, you said smart, educated individual. Um, someone with half a brain knows that if you're on camera, you don't, like, yell, sand, N-word, chop off his, the sausage penis and uh, was put, put his butt naked butt saying he's going to turn you gay. Like, that's just – even if you're, like, on drugs, I don't think you that comes into your brain as something that's, that's, like, a good decision to do. Even if you're doing it, like, in, like, um, in jest or, 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 or sarcastically – your your brain has to kick in and realize that yeah people you don't know this guy you really don't and they can edit this any way they want yeah there's so a the fact good... that you did it like doesn't matter if it's out of context doesn't matter like anything he did this and it's outrageously stupid oh yeah and there is a good article out there in the Washington Post that goes into the detail for how they start to court these people for most of these that. people it was like a six month to a year long courting. Emails from separate websites saying they're going to get awards, and that's why these people said they did it. They're like, well, yeah, they're going to give me an award. I'll say whatever. I'll yeah, it's feeding into their egos. Yeah. It's worth yeah, for everyone it, checking out. And it's not it's, – I, I, I challenge the – they call it uh, tricking them. They're, they're just – they're getting their guard down. They're not tricking them to say anything. They're just, they're just getting comfortable and letting them think that they can say whatever they want and letting the real person know. That's all. For sure. It's not, tri- and it's not you, tricking. Yes. And these people will say, well, they're only doing it to conservatives. Well, one, Bernie was in the first one. And yeah. you know, if Bernie had fallen for it and Sasha would have kept escalating it like he does with these conservatives, the problem is that the only people so far who are falling for it are these crazy right-wing people. And in the first episode, there was that uh, the husband and wife, the, the, constitu- the constituents, the uh, delegates. Yes. Who voted for Trump? Um, Who came off great? Straight, so yeah, straight out of like Southern Plantation shit. Mm. Um, they came off fantastic. Yeah, they talking they about how like, his. Like, they came up when he when he brought up the fact that he he, his, he makes his daughter uh, pee standing up so she doesn't know gender roles, and the husband was like, "You you what?" The, the wife chimes in, "Bill, don't you dare judge him." Like. Yes. Oh. All right. You can see they wanted to wrap up the dinner quick, though, when he said, "No, there's compliant cams in the bowl." Yeah, uh, they 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 didn't they weren't comfortable, uh, no. right, rightfully so, but no. uh, they were very polite. So I I give them all the credit in the world for sure. And also for Sasha showing that because he, he tried to make a joke out of them, especially when they they they, they, they said grace at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he did his whole like fake religious like um, tongue tongue chant. Yeah. He was mocking them right to the face. And that's they, something you could easily yes. get upset about. And he still, show, he still showed it. He came off looking like a complete asshole. He still showed it. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that one we talked about a little longer. But whatever. Right. It was a play good one. Our, we play by our own rules. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> the main headline, James Gunn got fired this week or last week. Uh, <sighs> about, about a week ago from this thing airing. Uh, the internet is upset. I believe we're both upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, it doesn't I'm make any sense. Um, 
the story goes, the long story short, about 10 years ago, James Gunn tweeted out some jokes and comments that aren't exactly PC. Uh, Gunn is a very active and outspoken liberal, and he pissed off the wrong nutbag conservative named Mike Cernovich, maybe? The guy behind Pizzagate. Exactly, yeah. Uh, he looked through his Twitter and highlighted some real doozies, like, uh, I like it when little boys touch me in my silly place, which is not, not a good Not comment, a great but, tweet. But it also is yeah, very fair, clearly, are... very clearly, like, satirical. He's, like, saying this, yes. when you say silly place, yeah, he's fucking around. They it's... are jokes, but they're all, none of these are good jokes. They're all very shitty no. and crass jokes, and he's admitted that in the past. And when he got hired for the first Guardians of the Galaxy, he came out and apologized for them then, and thanked Disney for giving him a place where he could grow beyond that sense of humor. Yep. He's already addressed it all before. And it's... Ten years ago, I don't want to make excuses for him, but ten years ago, it was early internet. It was early Twitter. It was all. It was a whole different ball game back then. Oh, for sure. I just watched Idiocracy last weekend because my girlfriend hadn't seen it, yep. and I was a little uncomfortable showing her that because I mean I love that movie. It's a fantastic satirical film, but they drop fag at least fifty times throughout the movie, and I was like, you could not release this today. No. Like, and they're clearly making word. fun of people who say it and call people that. But, like, even that, I was like, holy shit, like, I'm uncomfortable watching this, and I love this movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's not, yeah. <laughs> Some things age very poorly over the past ten years. Oh, Like yeah. his tweets. But <laughs> he's, he's, done, he's done a lot since then. He's, he's actually a great person. He treats women very, very well. He treats everyone very great. Um... Disney fired him. Like I, I heard about Disney firing him before I heard about his tweets coming out. Same here. It had to happen like almost instantaneously. It was, it was, yeah, it was within a, like an hour and a half period. Yep. Uh, Dave Bautista, the, the, the uh, guy in his movie, what the fuck is his name? Drax. Drax. Uh, says he's not okay with it. Well, Selma Blair says that this man is one of the good ones. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, out of the clouds, says Hollywood zero tolerance of offensive Hollywood zero tolerance of offensive speech makes zero sense. Which yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, and uh, some I didn't know his name. I couldn't find it. It was a whole big article. But he said Disney didn't fire a director; they fired his ghost, which I think is perfect because sure. that that James I, Gunn doesn't exist anymore. I know the rest of uh, Guardians cast has also come out in support of him. And yeah. Yeah, I, there's some all- rumors online. I I doubt it'll happen, but there's some rumors the cast is saying they're not going to do a third one without him. I which, would be- I would believe that. I, yeah, me too. But also, I, it might have been some Selma Blair or someone else had said, if you're going to f- constantly only judge people by their worst moments in their past and not on the actions that they've proven they've changed, why would anyone ever feel the need to change? Mm. Like, if you're only going to be judged by these shitty things you said in your past, why should you try to be a better person? A, and I think Disney really fucked this up. They should have come yo, out and yo. just said, nope, that doesn't reflect who he is now. We understand that's in his past, and we're a company that will take, like, what your past is, is it's your past. We're here to help you grow as creators and be a better person. Exactly, and Which, that's 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 great sentiment. Like, yeah, don't judge you on your past. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, yeah, you have to a little bit, but but if, if making they've shown shitty grown, jokes, yeah, they've shown that they've grown. Then you take you take the current person. It's not like Roseanne, 
who belted out tweets like that night because mm-hmm. then you're firing the, that person. Yes. Did you see she's also furious about all the support he's getting? No, oh, fuck her. She said it's a liberal conspiracy. She's such a piece of shit. I mean, she if really you can't is. if you can't really if you can't like see the clear difference between the two, then you're just you're 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 yeah. Mhm. I didn't I didn't hear that. I <laughs> that's upsetting. Oh yeah. Uh, I also saw that I mean this means nothing, but there is a, a petition online that's already gathered 250,000 signatures protesting his firing. So I signed that. I know those never you? do anything, but I was like, fuck this, it. I care about this one. A petition is worthless. Oh, yeah. They, they never do anything. Except they brought back Star Wars Clone Wars. They they said that's actually due to all the fan petitions. Oh, but, wonderful. That That's a huge win in your cap. <laughs> I, I signed it just because I was like, ah, fuck For it. But billion, now if they send me a million emails and I regret signing it. But it got that 250 within a few hours, which is crazy. I, th- I think I've only signed one protest, or petition, rather, mm-hmm. and that was to um, undo the Cleveland Browns uniform change. <laughs> Why did real, you sign it? I got real hot over it. I don't know. It looks look so fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like an idiot. I know. But whatever. All right, so that wraps up the headline there. Um, shout out Disney for being fucking idiots. There's two movies coming out this weekend, Extinction, Extinction on Netflix, which apparently you guys weren't about. I was. I'm still going to watch Pena. it. Of course you are. It's Netflix. Everyone's yeah. going to watch it. Uh, Ooh, I have a mis- hot take about that. Go ahead. It hit me last weekend. I think both Amazon Prime Video and Hulu have much better content than Netflix nowadays. Okay. That's a, that's a hell of a take. I mean... What besides like Stranger Things and Glow? Shout out our Monday episode. Listen to that. We're reviewing it. Like I don't know of any stuff I go on Netflix and actually like watching anymore. They took off all the shows that used to be on it that I loved. I don't have the 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 numbers or the names in front of me, but I'm sure we can contest it. Think think about it. Let's regroup next week. Amazon. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you Amazon. Maybe. Maybe. But Hulu still has fucking commercials, and I don't want that. I pay $10 a month and don't get commercials. That's that's rich bitch shit, man. No, no thank you. I mean, it's the same price as Netflix. Yeah, but... but... <laughs> Giving you the finger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, the uh, the main release this weekend is Mission Impossible Fallout, which we already Woo! talked is going to be a big deal. So go out, watch that. Uh, are we going to watch... We're going to review that? We should. Let's review that one. All right. All right. We're going to do that. So check us out on Monday. We're reviewing Glow, both season one and two, which is a fantastic show. Love it. Yeah, you're welcome. I haven't gotten, th- I haven't gotten this juiced up over a TV show in a long time. Uh, and then next week, we're going to do uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. All so right. So check us out there. Uh, follow us on Instagram every Tuesday. Contribute to our, our little questionnaire. It's good stuff. All right. Thanks, send, guys. In, send in any recommendations, things you want us to talk about. Absolutely. All right. I think we're alone now. <laughs> <laughs>